No mai hoki mai ki te kōna i purangi a marine engineering. Especially a rangatahi who are pondering whether to do something or just go for that thing, just do it. So. Yeah, 100%. Just do it and trust, trust yourself, trust your support network. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Marine Engineering Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This episode we hear from Tane Taipa. He was born and raised in Ōtautahi, Whakapapa's back to Tuhui, Ngāti Whare, and spends his weekdays at WSP, a large global engineering consultancy company that I also happen to work at. Tane develops a digital space. He's working as a graduate, been there for about a year now. So this quarter we follow that for Karo of what it's like to be a grad and the tips that he would have for people that are also a grad or wanting to be one. We also speak, like you've heard in the sound by about backing yourself, putting yourself out there for opportunities and the real richness that comes from that. Tane is also involved in Te Mataro, Māori tech community. So the link is in the bio, but it's been such a massive community that's really taken, I think, and will take the world by storm in terms of representation of Māori within the tech spaces. So, hoia no, without further ado, enjoy it iwi. Mēnau taua, ke tau, ngā manakitanga te mea ngaro, ki runga, ki tēna, ki tēna o tātou, ki a mahia, te whua mākehiki, ki a toi te kupu, toi te mana, toi te aroha, toi te reo Māori, ki a tuturu, ki a whakamaua, ki a tēna, tēna, Huye Daiki. Kia ora tāne. How you doing? Kia ora Elise. Good, good. Good, good. Uh, keeping busy for sure. How Mate. about you? Yeah, about the same. Very, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Very excited to talk to you. Um, Known you for, yeah, good, heart, good part of the year now. So really excited to yep. kind of delve more into who you are. Um, and the stuff that you've been up to and yeah, just thank you for coming on the old podcast. Um Kunai Purangia Māori and Engineering. It means a lot for you to take the time. So Ngami Kyakwe. Kia ora. thank you. It's awesome. Um privilege to be here to be honest. It's uh I guess a cool space to share what I've been up to, um, how I got to where I am. And yeah, just get to know each other more, I guess. Yeah, mean. Um, alrighty, first off, as all um, seems as though episodes have gone. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Cool, cool, like we. Cool. I guess um, I can start off with a, uh, a mihi, as we chatted about before. Mm. It's kind of it needs to be rewritten. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. Um, but yeah, ko matatoa te waka, ko waikarimoana te awa, ko waikoti koti te marae, ko te uruira okingahere. Ko Tuhui, Rawa ko Nati Fari Toki Iwi, ko Kelly Beveridge Toki Mama, ko Cory Taipa Toki Papa, ko Tane Taipa Toki Ingoa. Kia yeah, so um, my name is Tane Taipa, based in Ōtautahi Christchurch, um, born and raised, lived here my whole life, haven't lived anywhere else. Um, I'm super grateful to be on the board for Te Matero as the Rangatahi uh, trustee or rangatahi representative. Um, I'm sure we'll get more into that mahi a wee bit later and what that looks like. Um, but in terms of the day-to-day full-time mahi, I work at WSP with Elise um, in different teams, but yeah, this is sort of how we connected with each other. Yep. Um, 
I don't even know how much info to give on these. Yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, like do you give what side of the bed you sleep on or it's <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, nah, yeah. nah, that's Yeah. a cool um so I so your day to day at the moment is with WSP. What do you do? What do you do at the company? Nice. Um, what do I do at WSP? If we go by my official job title, it might not mean a whole lot. So my job title is Graduate Digital Advisor. Um, so I break that down a bit. The graduate part comes in because I came fresh out of uni. Um, joined WSP through the graduate program and I sit in the digital team. So um, more specifically in the clients part of the digital team. So uh, we work on like client engagements, um, engagements with partners. So that could be um, like software partners or um, other industry partners. Uh, and also university engagement is, is a big part of what we've, what we've been pushing this year. Um, so if I think about what my mahi involved in the early days of my work, so probably the first six months, a lot of it was around the university engagement stuff. Um, so universities know WSP for what they traditionally do in the engineering space, not so much for what goes on in the digital space. So um, what that involved was connecting in with all the unis across, across Aotearoa and just um, letting them know what we do and From that, we've had some interns do some work with us and we've recruited some grads um, and I got a guest lecture out of that too, which was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, really exciting. Actually, I think the guest lecture came before we started that. Um, but yeah, so we've got that and my boss, Chow, she's been invited to do a presentation at University of Canterbury. Um, so yeah, some really cool stuff has come out of that, which is awesome.
Um, so like seeing things like the occupancy levels throughout the building or temperature, um, CO2 levels throughout the building without actually having to be on site. Um, that's like a big, a big thing in the asset management space that helps um, asset managers manage their assets a bit better and smarter. Yeah, which is, which is pretty cool. bit more efficient it feels like almost like once removed from like the holograph stage of like the futuristic sort of stuff Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's really it's a real cool space to be in. Like everything's new, so like I don't know, it keeps it exciting. Yeah. yeah so you mentioned that you studied North Otahi so Te Whare Wānanga Waitaha University of Canterbury what did you study? Right. Yes, yeah, so I've got kind of a non-standard background for most people who work at WSP. I I studied a Bachelor of Commerce, and I made I did a double major in Information Systems and Human Resource Management. So. It's basically business, technology, and people. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Originally, it was just information and systems. And then um, a, a man I met, who was one of my tutors, I sort of think of him as a bit of a mentor, uh, Mark Vanderclay, if you guys have heard of him. Uh, he suggested that I combine that major with something else because it's not super recognized. So I did, um, and I loved it. Chose HR because I like people. And I figured like, the skills that you get taught as part of HR are like applicable anywhere in business, really. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, awesome. And then so you've translated your interactions with people from like HR yeah, background, I'd say, um, to figuring out how can the digital space interact with people now. Yeah, that's it. Because that's like, well, in some spaces, like the people part of technology is often... Oh, can sometimes be overlooked and it's like well if you if you overlook that and you get that wrong then no one's gonna want to use the system or whatever it is that you're making if you're not considering the people who are going to be using it you know Yeah. 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 Awesome. And what, I suppose you've kind of answered this, but yeah, what benefits do you see going forward um, working in the digital space? uh benefits to well i guess selfish benefits um there's plenty of job opportunity which is awesome um but i guess a bit broader than that um just providing better information to decision makers making information more accessible to decision makers um so if we think about uh the digital twin space there's um a thing called building information modeling which is basically um Well, in a nutshell, there's probably going to be critics out there saying that this this doesn't fit their definition. But uh, in a nutshell, for those who aren't too keen on the, all the technical details, it's like a um, 3D copy of the building and it's linked, like uh, the asset information is linked to that 3D model. So for example, if you wanted to know who installed this ceiling um, and what material it is, you could go into the 3D model, click on the ceiling, Um, and it pops out and shows you the supplier, the installer, um, when that piece of ceiling is expected to fail, all that sort of stuff. So that's like the old way of doing that. You'd have to dig through a bunch of PDFs or um, dig through a filing cabinet and try find all the info. But now you can, yeah, open this model and it's just way easier. Yeah. Wow. They're so cool. I feel as though in the type of space that I'm working in, um, with PyFacets, information is quite something or something that's, um, like you've got all as built and so they will PDF them online that way. And just having it in that version will be 
oh my goodness, it would be a dream. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be very delightfully easier nerdy to navigate. dream. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and it makes it makes that info more accessible to people who don't understand PDF docs, or you know, you can communicate to a, all of a sudden a whole like people outside of the profession, just like you know, standard people in the general public, they can all of a sudden understand it because it's 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 you know, it just looks like a game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and making yeah information accessible is, I think, a key to a lot of like um the things going forward as well, even something as little as that. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, same concept can be applied to, um, like, if if we think about your sector in the water space, um, like you could put, you know, some some sensors into a stream to monitor the water quality, um, and all sorts of things. And you could, you know, set thresholds for if uh, the turbidity reaches a certain level, um, send an alert to Mm. to people on site and tell them to go see what's going on or or something Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. Nice. Future is exciting in digital space. It's really cool. Yeah, cool space Beautiful. to be. Yeah. Um, te Mataro, um, so the Māori Tech Association. Would you Yes. be able to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, kind of a funny story to this one as to how it all started. So um, a good friend of mine, Rehana Doherty, uh, she she was already connected in with Lee Timutimu, who sort of founded the whole idea um, on LinkedIn. I'll talk a bit more about Lee later on. Uh, but, yeah, so she'd liked one of his posts, which was pretty much saying, um, what do you think about a Māori tech community? And it popped up on my feed. So, you know, On LinkedIn. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, on LinkedIn. Oh, beautiful. So I thought, oh, this guy looks Love pretty it. cool. I'll chuck my name on this on the survey. Um, long story short, signed up to the newsletter. Uh, and when the first newsletter came out, Lee was looking for someone to help him out with some of the admin side of things. Mm. And submitted, tracked, you know, sent my CV through his way. And lo and behold, I was the only one who submitted. So I got the job. It was pretty sweet. Um, and that was sort of towards the end of uni. And so um, between then and starting with WSP, I was just spending a bit of time helping Lee with the setup and establishment side of things. And then um, once I started full-time at WSP, I couldn't really commit as much time as I wanted into Te Matarau, but still did bits and pieces here and there. Uh, and then eventually they set up, uh, we formed an, like a, chari a charitable trust and um, set up a board and everything. And I was invited onto the board for that as the Rangatahi trustee, which is pretty cool. So I guess we're still uh, in planning stages, but I guess in a nutshell, I'm there to represent the voice of Rangatahi and uh, help to attract more people into into our space. Awesome. to show them what's possible yeah Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I suppose we could go off on a few few different um streams of a card on that, but Molly, first up like a bit of a segue to it, but we can come back. But even just the fact that you were almost like the own or you were the only one to sign up and that you put your name forward and put yourself out there. Like that's that's awesome. I think that there's lots of um kind of opportunities, especially Rangatahi, see that like, oh, I could never do that. But then often everyone thinks that and then the opportunity doesn't get caught up by any with by anyone. So Yeah, that's so awesome that you kind of yeah, I imagine put yourself out there um to apply for something like that and to and then now like kind of look what it's created. Um, so yeah. massive yeah. to you um for that. 
Um, that's just probably not really okay. a quick uh, part. Though. That's just uh, my point, my, my <laughs> no, commercial <I> comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was like pretty nervous. Like, I guess a lot of people can probably relate to this when looking for, for mahi and things like that. Reading mm. a job description and you're like, oh, I don't really check these boxes. But my thing is like... I can figure it out. <laughs> Chuck me in the deep end. Yep. I'll start swimming somehow eventually. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just having that um kind of backing and like if you don't if you don't ask, you don't receive almost. Um yeah. recently yeah. I was actually able to I'll I'll say this because I've actually I yeah, um heading to the Water New Zealand conference and got there because I literally just they had um Water New Zealand had these like koha um complimentary passes to go and yep. it was if you said why you wanted to go and what you'd get out of it that sort of spiel um yeah and I was like oh I, I sat on it for a few minutes and was like oh okay a few days actually um and wasn't too sure whether to actually do it and I did it and I went and had a fabulous time and I don't know how many people put were there because of that but just putting yourself out there in that sense like always pays off so yeah 100% hundred percent and like um I mentioned earlier the guest lecture opportunity that I had mm. which was super awesome but man when when uh, Anna Earl she's she was the uh, course coordinator who invited me over there when she when she sent me that message on LinkedIn I was like whoa um, I'm not ready for this I've only just finished uni you know I don't I don't know what I'm going to be talking about I'm not qualified to speak um but I knew that if I didn't say yes, then I would regret it. You know, the, mm, mm. the day of the day of the lecture, I would have been sitting there like, oh man, I should have just done it. Yeah. Should have just done it. And I, I hate that feeling. So yeah, yeah, I did it. Oh, <laughs> And I'm awesome. happy I did. So happy I did. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a real cheesy, but it's like the whole growth comes from discomfort. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you can, you must is also a Ficaro that I can try and keep there. So I suppose it's just like a, if anyone's listening, especially Rangatahi, who are pondering whether to do something or just go for that thing, just do it. So, Yeah, 100%. Just do it yeah. and trust trust yourself, trust your support network. And I guess for me, when the next lecture was there, I spent like the week leading up to it, I just bought Jason Gunn's online, <laughs> uh, online what was it called? Uh, the public speaking courses. And then no I just watched those, watched those religiously. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah, so it just funny. helped me get a bit more confident. But yeah, <laughs> I did good, not know good that set was of courses. Thing. No, okay. it's good. It's good. He knows what he's talking about, there, dude. Yeah, plug hashtag ad for Jason Gunn. Yeah, I reckon. Courses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Go follow awesome. my sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a dream, eh? Nah. Um, <laughs> you kind of see something about a support, yeah, support network there. Um, so mm. going back to Tamataro, lovely segue. Um, back to Tamataro and creating the support network, I suppose, what has it been like being a part of something or establishing such a support network that is the Māori Tech Association? That's a pretty hefty ropu um, to be involved mm. in. And like you said, you're the rangatahi representative for the board. So like, yeah, what, how, what's that been like? Um, felt like... I'm so privileged to be in a position there, and mm. and especially the others on the board, like the uh, so there's there's Ali Archer who I who I believe has been on the podcast before. Yeah, she has. Um, She's awesome. Kia ora, Ali, you're amazing. Uh, Lee Timutimu, who I spoke about before, mm. he's also equally as awesome. Uh, Nikora Naropo, based in Kirikiriroa as well, up there with Lee, um, and Shannon O'Connor in Gisborne. So those all four of them are so so awesome. Like they've 
really like helped me feel welcome in the space and especially as as rangatahi myself um often going into those spaces with more people who are more experienced in the industry you're like you feel like you don't have much value to add but every every hui that we've had it's never felt that way um which is cool um sorry a little bit off track there um No, no, no such thing. <laughs> uh what was that yeah so for me it was huge because um when I was in high school I didn't really see myself in, well I knew that I loved tech um I had no idea what I wanted to do for mahi or for you know full-time work after after high school um and I didn't know any Māori who were working in tech which was kind of like not discouraging but Almost, yeah. It's kind of like you don't see people in this space. Is this a space for me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So being in a in a position where we can help to increase exposure of Māori in this space um, is really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, just having a little like that kind of um, before we jumped on the record mode, um, we were talking about Yeah. it in terms of um, just having a physical space, but then also just like a, like a ironically digital space in terms of the tech association, which is a lot of it is online with the newsletter um, and such like, but having that physical space where you can meet up with um, the board members that are there and um, potentially even, yeah, later, but having a physical space for Māori within tech to come together to wānanga to understand how digital space can be used to better serve Māori um, Yeah. and also, yeah, expose, have that exposure um, because, yeah, within WSP plug, um, recently how we went on that wānanga to Gisborne, um, te tairawhiti, Man, that was And awesome. it was awesome. Um, and yeah, it was three days, three days, two days. Anyway, three days Uh, two or of three. wānanga Yeah. <laughs> um, at Whangaramarai and just with the pure intention of whanaungatanga and we were reflecting on how it's very uncommon um, or it has been uncommon and I don't think it will be uncommon in the future to have Māori together in a space within an engineering sense to with the intention to wānanga about how the engineering space can better serve Māori. Very long-winded way of saying that there isn't enough groups like this out there and it's exciting that it's becoming and they're being established and they, I imagine, will be sustained um, in the futures to come. Um, aye, so, yeah, it's just kind of like an exciting space, I suppose is my thing Mm -hmm. with that. yeah 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 did you have um question to you did you have like uh a key highlight or any key a key takeaway from that experience or any i guess i don't know anything you want to say about your your personal experience At the Wānanga, yeah 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 at this Wānanga, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously, like connecting with like see yourself and the other people within, um, Māori across the sector, um, within the company that we work for. Um, it feels like kind of an exclusive thing to talk about because it's just a W speak. But um, a thing that yeah, love to meet others. Um, and then but thing that I would definitely, um, was foreshadowing the whole Wānanga was the whole. observing and listening to te taiao, to the karanga of te taiao, um, and listening to the tohu. Um, that te taiao is telling us, um, to the environment, and we 
were exposed to that because our activity was surfing <laughs> um, at this wānanga. We, um, yeah, went surfing and it was all about like if you caught the next wave, it was if, if it felt right and if it looked right and that sort of thing. And I got humbled very quickly because it was my first time actually surfing and I've, I, I think my bruises on my knees are just recovering. <laughs> um, but it was that whole idea of, taking a step back, listening, observing and understanding what our next move was going to be and when to um, instigate that move. And I think as engineers, we have a lot of, a lot of opportunity to do that and to um, mark what our work is going to look like with direct relation to to tile, to the environment, but we don't often observe and look and listen um, as much as we should just because we're so head down all the time. So that's something I would definitely... Yeah. Um, take with me how about yeah, you nothing oh for me um yeah like you said uh, this this the connections with with some of the rest of the wsp maori crew or maori whanau mm. um that was huge and for me i that was actually my first like proper marae experience so that was mm. that was massive like that was really special for me and like just the opportunity to be able to do that through my mahi is i've never really thought that it would come about that way um, but it did and yeah extremely thankful for um, Reg, Kumiroa, Chao mm. Mahiata, Matsuroria and everyone else involved mm, in setting mm. that up because that was that was really cool and special yeah yeah I mean I think you shared with me Elise I think it was you said it was the day before um, you left to come come to Gisborne you, you had the realization that whoa I do this Maori and engineering podcast I'm about to go on a wānanga with like 20 other Māori in engineering. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like, I don't know, site call it my tupuna, um, maybe looking out just as like a bit of a joke because <laughs> it's like, how cool is it that we're in these spaces and we're able to, um, yeah, also just have the intention from the places that we work and to 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 continue this development of Māori within the engineering space is pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Real exciting space to be in. If people wanted to engage with Te Mataro, um, Māori Tech Association, what would that look like? Um, best way, uh, depending on the type of engagement, if, if you're Māori working in tech, the tech space, um, definitely encourage you to join our, our Hapori, which is, you could find us, I guess the best place would be our website, temataro.tech. Um, I'm sure Elise will check a link in the description for you guys. Oh, will I watch? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, any other other queries, there should be a contact form on that website as well. Um, but alternatively, you can email association at gmail.com. Main. And is that being part of like the newsletter? What does that tangibly uh, yeah, so if uh, for members, it would be, um, yeah, there's a monthly ipanui or newsletter mm. um, which we send out just giving like uh, highlighting some cool things happening in the Māori tech space um, just to yeah keep, keep everyone aware of what's going on and share the amazing stories from within our community and also often happens that those stories are from people who aren't part of, of our group, which mm. is totally fine. Um, it's all about just getting the word out there. Um, and also we hold throughout the year, we do um, 
networking events so for our members to come together different parts of the country mm. uh, last year we had our Christmas functions in Auckland Hamilton Wellington and Christchurch so oh, um, we're planning yeah planning to do more this year or as we wrap up the year I suppose um, so yeah that, there's that as well um, and there's a few other things that Lee and the rest of, of the crew is working on in the background but yeah more details to be to be released as we as we get underway with that yeah awesome so it's just kind of like a um yeah just like a connection space for Nangatanga space yeah or opportunity for Nangatanga um yeah and and making like connecting other Maori in with opportunities in the tech space mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. mean awesome um that's really cool okay cool do I count as tech I don't know I suppose what counts as tech. Yeah, I would I'd say so. Cool. Yeah, see that's that's part of what we're trying to going through at the moment. Like um because we've got this also another thing that Lee's Lee's involved in and I've done a bit of work with them in this space. Mm. Which is the digital community, which is um like similar to Tumatero but for digital roles. And mm. now the question that we're trying to answer is what is digital and what is tech? There's a lot of crossover, but where mm. do they sit? Is tech part of digital? Is digital part of tech? Are they completely separate? Do we need two separate groups for this? Could this yeah, be yeah, right. into one? There's a lot of yeah, planning and thinking going on to, <laughs> to try that and out. iron that out. Because like people, um, yeah, like my partner, for example, she is starting a new job in the marketing space um, and mm-hmm. digital marketing would be quite a big part of what she does. And she wouldn't consider herself to be a tech worker, but I would because digital marketing, I don't know, just for me, yeah, at yeah. least if it's my description of tech. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like you just asked there, am I a tech worker? Well, from the limited knowledge I have of your day-to-day mahi, um, I would say, yeah, like anyone really could, if you're using tech to do your work whether it's mm. microsoft office um or even like the hard coding stuff like yeah python or c sharp or yeah anything yeah there's so many things that could categorize you as a tech worker but if you oh, think cool. you're a tech worker then yeah <laughs> mean all right so so cool that's really good to know so yeah there you go Tefano. so like if you are Māori wanting to connect with other like-minded people um, within tech space which seems to be um a pretty broad um, definition so yeah definitely hit up the website link that I will most definitely put in the show notes <laughs> um, awesome. Lo- awesome loves a plug um, yeah cool. 100% <laughs> um, before you know so moving forward so you're in a space that is kind of like we were saying before like using um, rethinking the way that we do things for and to be done in a better way in a more kind of um, yeah whether that be like efficient way, um, one that is more inclusive and accessible, that sort of thing. Um, feel free to answer this part I, with that pre prelude in mind. Um, but like, what does your vision for Aotearoa look like? Hmm, good question. Um, I guess if we if we stick with the theme of like digital and digital twins and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, there's talk in like the digital twin space of a digital twin of the whole of Aotearoa, which what does that mean? I guess we kind of have 
you know, some people might say hey, we have Google Maps. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. um, but if we had like a a three D model of the whole of NZ with all of the buildings and and building information on that model, um, that would allow planning, like you know, council planning, to happen. I guess a lot. better more efficient like you could if, if you're wanting to build a new school somewhere you can you can put that the model of the school in this digital twin of Aotearoa and see what it's going to look like in its environment like um, you could run some simulations to see how would that impact I don't know traffic flows in that area um, or you could see how many more households would the school be able to service um Yeah, and I don't know, that's a pretty, I don't know if that's a good answer to the question. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> an awesome yeah. answer. And I think it's with people like yourself because I think um, a lot of maybe reason why we don't have that in place now is because we're trying to deal with the next thing that's on the list. And often that's like being quite reactive. in terms of our solutions and decision-making and it's how do we be proactive and understanding and how can we look at things differently. And it's got kind of going back to that Ficado of like, how do we listen to um, our landscape and our environment to that's not just physical environment, but yeah, obviously our virtual environment um, to figure out how we can better our work going forward. And it sounds like that sort of thing would, it makes sense. Like it's, A big investment straight up, but I feel as a return on investment would be wild. Yeah, it would be crazy. And like a thing, something on that scale requires so much collaboration between Mm. like, you know, uh, councils, uh, private orgs like like WSP and, and our competitors. And yeah, it's it's a massive thing to try and bring what everyone's doing into one platform um, and get everyone to align on the same thing. It's quite a challenge, but Yeah. yeah, I think I think we'll get there. It's just, Yeah. Yeah. you know, we need to keep banging heads with all the smarties <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> No, absolutely. There you go. I have full faith in you. <laughs> no, I suppose like, yeah, how how do how do we actually get there as as a people coming into a digital um engineering space of how we get there or us yeah, what do you reckon? Mm, good question. Um, I guess, well, we had a, I don't know if I can, yeah, we had a, like a workshop last week, uh, a future ready workshop with um, some members from council orgs, um, as well as some other private orgs. And we, well, I say we, I wasn't even there, <laughs> uh, but basically a bunch of um people working in this space from different organizations, including councils and private entities. And they just shared their thoughts on where they're at at the moment and what their vision is for the future to try and get these ideas out and flesh out how we're going to make this thing happen. So I think more things like that need to need to happen. And it's cool to see it start. Um, yeah, just collaboration is, Mm. Yeah. is probably the key, if I Yeah. was to say in one word. No, absolutely. And I think that's definitely a theme that's come up in a lot of these podcast episodes is like Hitangata, like it is the people who we work with and with the mahi that you're doing with Tamataro and obviously yeah, your day to day, it's all in that collaboration space and it's the whole card of like we're not gonna get anywhere alone. Um Yeah, 100%. yeah.
That's awesome. Um, I've got a question for you then. Oh, go on. Um, not even related to that, totally unrelated. But Brilliant. we talked before um, about how we have, you know, lots of things going on and Mahi gets quite busy and stuff. What mm. do you do outside of Mahi to stay sane? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's way so he makes us crazy. So... But what do you do to <laughs> keep the balance? Yeah, what do you do to like uh, keep the balance? Yeah, make sure that you're not tipping the scales. Yeah, no, much. for sure. And I definitely think it's been something that had had to be a conscious effort going into Mahi full time this year. Um, like you and I both first years yeah. actually, um, out of uni and out of control, maybe of when we work um, and how much we work maybe in terms of that. Um, so it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, I think. Yeah. What was the, oh God, I, um, I'm really big and prioritizing whanau and like friends. And I'm really lucky with when I moved up to Te Whanganui Atara that a lot of the people who I really love are there as well. And so Yep. making conscious time for them um, is like number one. And then also the whole can't pour from an empty cup. Um, the last, I think, four weeks I've now on Sundays is like a no planning day. So just kind of have time to be. Um, but then also that has yep. led to things like this podcast, um, which I really love to do, has been not a priority the last couple of months as I try and get with the whole Ficado of trying to have a have a have a balance of time for myself, time for Fano, time for friends, time for other things that I love to do outside of work as well as work. Um so it's just yeah. yeah I think like the and also the grace and like you can't do it all has been really important in having yeah. the understanding within myself. Um that's kind of in my head stuff that I do. Um, but yeah, the, the feasible stuff is the um, doing things that outside. I've gone into reading this year, which has been really cool. Um, but it, again, nice. I think it's also just having um, the realization that it's nothing's perfect. And sometimes you're going to be wanting to do mahi all week. And then other times you are just going to want to go home and sit on the couch and do bugger all after mahi. Um, so understanding the difference yeah. because that is when things become more meaningful um, and you are able to put the right energy into what's in front of you as well. And if that answers your part, yeah, nice. how about yourself? Yeah, must, um, yeah, similar. I try and make make time for whānau and friends. Um, even that can be a challenge sometimes, like the mm. <laughs> whānau and friends trying to keep that those those balances in check. Um, alongside mahi and that sort of thing but i try and keep uh one thing i've done this year i started uh this year training kickboxing and muay thai which is awesome but that like what that does is it gives me a reason like that i have to leave work at five because i got training mm. at six or something that helps you be strict on things like that um and also, it's a great stress reliever. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I can imagine. Yeah, you can, you, yeah, no, it's really good. You just go somewhere and forget about work, and yeah, meet it. Yeah, yeah. hang out with a great bunch of people. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the biggest one, whether it's like kickboxing or reading or anything, mm. just having something that keeps you strict to your schedule. Mm. Yeah, mm. 
as a tip that um my WSP mentor Jason Black gave me. He said, "Yeah, Oh, find yeah. something like training, find something that means you have to leave work at five because you've got this on. Or if it's like every Friday, don't work after five o'clock, even if you don't have a training. Like, yeah, that's what he said to me. Like Friday, Yeah. So five those o'clock, boundaries, be eh? make an effort to be out. Yeah, set those boundaries and be be strict and be militant." Um, and then I guess the other challenge is, you know, if you do clock off at five, making sure that you get these other things done, whether it's spending time with whanau and friends, um, working on editing your podcasts or, um, reviewing some draft documents for Te Matero. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making sure that you get those things done. No, absolutely. But then also, yeah, I've cited recently um, spending more time and effort into volunteering spaces because I think a lot of it, yeah, we're working for some really awesome projects and they're going to serve communities, but having that direct um, community aspect um, is something that I think I've lost a little bit while working. So that's been really awesome in terms of um, when we think of Te Whare Tapawha, um, yeah, I think that would probably fall under, I don't even know what that would fall under, Taha Heningaro maybe, I don't know. But um, that's a really awesome pillar to have in life as well. Um, lose yourself in the service of others is what Matua Marcus Brown has taught me, who's an awesome person. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bit beautiful. of a tangent, but nah, that's definitely something that has been um, a real game changer recently. Yeah, yeah, and like we talked about, I think it was off record, um, <laughs> things like that give you the opportunity to step back and reflect on the important things mm. and sort of remind, it's a reminder that some, some of the stresses that we face every day, like in the grand scheme of things, they're not that big. You know, you're going to look back at it in a year and probably not even remember what it is that you're stressed about. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, definitely. It puts everything in perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Now, nah, awesome. Do you, I'm all questions out in terms of my end. Do you have any more partai? Um, yeah, I've got one. And oh, me. something I sort of wondered, it's uh, about about your Māori and engineering podcast. So mm. um, when you invited me on, I was Fitting. like, oh, I'm not an, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not an engineer. Like, have you considered... This isn't mm. a suggestion, but mm. Māori in STEM, or as they say, I think they say STEM now, <laughs> to, to I, cover all bases. Um, I So my kind of work around that is real lucky, actually. In the first episode, or kind of when I launched, so, so to speak, um, in months ago now, which is pretty wild, um, said Māori within the engineering world. And it just so happened that, my title that I had for it was Māori in engineering. So it's kind of like all Māori that it was in the engineering world um, and within the space. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that is a good shout. I almost, yeah, could do a rebranding of it. Um, but that's kind of my, <laughs> been my work about because there's been lots of, I, I reckon like now it's probably like 50-50 in terms of people who have a title as an engineer who do the Western pathway of studying to be an engineer at a university yep. or um, polytechnic um, type space that have gone into work into the engineering space and then those who haven't. So it's been pretty cool. It's been a cool range of different for that's been shared on the Modern Engineering Podcast, despite it being 
having the only title as engineering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah, I was just thinking like, man, because if, if you wanted to talk to more tech people, yeah, I can hook you up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check in with, with um, the, the Māori Tech Association. Definitely could have done Surely, that. yeah. Um, so many brilliant minds that you can pick. Nah, absolutely. Nah, definitely will. And it's really cool to see that people like Ali Archer, who's awesome in her own right, is also part of this awesome kaupapa too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Nah, very cool. Awesome. Do we reckon that's a good place to end? Uh, yeah, yeah. All Go good. Away. All good on my end. Kapai. All right. Sure, I... we could talk about heaps, heaps of stuff, but. Yeah, no, definitely. We're, we've covered some bases, actually. It's been good. <laughs> oh, lots yeah, of no, we've, been, been, we've done pretty good. Must yep. have to do a, a sequel. Oh, surely, surely. Um, yeah. Next time, maybe our corner <laughs> person. Be cool. All right. Hoya no. Um. Yeah, I'll that'd finish, be cool. I'll finish with karakia ho. Um, mino toa. Unu here, unu here, unu here. Kitura tapunui, kia wati, kia mama. Te nako te tino na te wairu te aratangata. Koira i rongo, fakari aki kironga, tutur fakamaa kia tina. Tina, humia huie. Die, Kie. Tina. Die, Kie.